Pastor George. <laughs> yes. Don't you just love that song of Toy Story? I, I think if there's a picture, an animated family um, that reflects the church, it's got to be Toy Story with Buzz Lightyear and Jessica and, and Woody and Rex and, and uh, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. I mean, they, they are such a reflection of what the church is and what the church should be. Today, we're gonna to talk about relationships. But before I get, get to that, let's welcome our Frisco site that they too are gonna be having a chili cook-off there. So let's give it up for Frisco, okay? Now, several weeks ago, we started a series called God Strong, and we started off with the spiritual because I really believe our worldview, our belief system affects every area of our life. And we took a look at our spiritual through the story of Samson. The following week, we did a topical study about our, our health, our physical bodies, and how God wants us to be a good steward of those. And we interviewed Dr. Hooten. Last week, we took a look at finances. God talks more about money than he does about heaven and hell. And we had our very own Mark Bina just fire us up with the what and the why of that. Today, we're gonna take a look at our relationships. Take a look at Romans chapter 12 and verse five. Even though we are many individuals, Christ makes us one body and individuals who are connected to each other. Will you circle the word connected here? You see, church isn't an event that you attend. It is a family that you belong to. It is a relationship that you are connected with. It is a group that you are a part of. God wants you to understand the importance of connection so badly that he has given you and I four metaphors in scripture, four metaphors to help us understand the importance of connecting. He says in these four metaphors, it's like being a brick in a temple, a body part in a body, a fruit in, on the vine, and a family member in a family. Each of those four metaphors has profound influence and impact on your life when you understand the meaning of them. Folks, no other connection than the connection with the church is going to last forever. No other relationship that you have I hate to start out this way, but the reality is this, your marriages are not gonna last forever. One day, two of you are gonna go into a hospital and only one is going to return. No relationship lasts forever. No family lasts forever. No business relationships last forever. The only relationship that lasts forever is being a member of God's family. And the church offers four things in that relationship that you can't get anywhere else. And today what I want us to do is I want us to take a look at these four metaphors and the four benefits that derive from them. First, the first metaphor is simply this, that it connects me to God's eternal temple. You see, God is building a spiritual temple. It is a living temple. It is not being built with mortar and bricks. It is being built with people. And it is a lasting temple that God wants you to be connected to. Let's take a look at these three verses right here out of 1 Corinthians 3.16. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the spirit of God lives in you? 
Ephesians 2.21, we who believe are carefully joined together, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. And then in verse 22 of Ephesians, and in Christ you are being built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit. Now in all three of these verses, there is one word that is repeated every time. Will you circle the word together? Together, together, together. Folks, this is something that you can't do on your own. You can only do it in community. And so you need to be connected, God says, to the church. You're joined together. You are built together. We are all together. In our last house in Plano, Cheryl and I remodeled everything that could be remodeled in that house, and then we sold it. Isn't that the way it goes most of the time? But as we were remodeling it over several years, I was taking some middle notes about remodeling. And here's what I've learned very quickly. One, you can't build with just one part. Secondly, all the parts have to fit together. Third, a part is useless unless it does fit. And fourth, a part that is inside the house, that is just laying on the floor. And when we remodel, I'll guarantee you this, there were all kinds of parts laying all over the place. We could not wait until it was done. But a part can be on the inside of the house and not be a part of the house. Do you realize that there are a lot of people going into God's house that are not a part of the house? And that is why I wanna clarify the difference between attending and, and being a member, because there is a difference. I meet people, as you know, I'm at the mall all the time, and I meet people at the mall who will come up to me and say, Pastor George, I want you to know your church is a great church. And every time I hear them say that, I know that they're not a member. Because if they were, they would have said, you know what, I really love our church. When someone says our church, folks, I know that they are a member. You see, the difference between a member and an attender is the difference between living together and being married. And that difference can be summed up in one word, commitment. You see, an attender is, what, an attender is a person who just comes to an event, but a member belongs to a family. It's the difference between believing and belonging. God hasn't called you and I just to believe. He has called us to belong. Let me explain that to you. You see, you become a Christian by committing yourself to Christ. That is good. But you become a member to his church by committing yourself to his church. Where you say, you know what? This is going to be my spiritual home. A lot of people today, what they do is they date the bride of Christ and they go from one church to the next church like a rabbit hopping from one thing to the next thing and they never commit to any place. I've actually had people come up to me and say, George, can you tell me and prove to me that, that membership is, is in God's word? And when I hear that, I say, you gotta be kidding me. It is all over God's word. In fact, you might not realize this, but the, the whole notion of membership in our culture came from the Bible. But it's not like a AAA club, being a member of a AAA club or being a member of some fitness club. No, it's talking about being connected like a brick is connected in a building. Now, why in the world 
Would God choose to, a building to be an illustration of what the church should be? It's because in a building, all the parts are connected and they support each other and they hold each other up. This is the very first purpose of the church. Take a look at 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. The church of the living God is the pillar and the foundation of the truth. Will you circle two words? Circle pillar and foundation. Pillars are for support and foundations are for stability. And so will you write down the first benefit for being connected to the church, which is simply this, stability and support. Folks, you and I weren't meant to go through life alone. We need other people. We need other people who will stabilize us. We need other people who will support us in our spiritual growth. In your life, you're gonna need all kinds of support. You're gonna need emotional support, physical support, spiritual, vocational, mental, financial support. That is why God commands you and I to, be, to support each other. We are a brick in the building. I just think of the people who have gone through this church, who are in this church now, who have gone through what I call tunnels of chaos, maybe in a relationship or a marriage, or with a kid who is struggling, uh, maybe with acceptance in school and being bullied or, or, or dealing with some kind of a drug addiction and going off into left field. Or I think of people who have come in here and had a great life and all of a sudden they've lost their job and they've been without one. How do they make it apart from the church? They don't. God has given the church for support and stability. And if I wanted to be specific, I could give you all kinds of names. This is the very first picture of what the church is to be. And you and I need to be connected to it because we don't know what kind of curveball God is going to throw our way. We need support and we need stability. The second picture of being a part of the church is this, it connects me to Christ's body. This is the most used word picture of the church in the Bible. Let's read some verses here, okay? Ephesians chapter one, 22 and 23. God has put everything under the authority of Christ and God gave him this authority for the benefit of his church, which is the body of Christ. Ephesians 4, 25, in Christ's body, we are all connected to each other. In Romans 12, four and five, we'll spend some time in camp on this one. Just as there are many parts of, your, of our bodies, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of it and it takes every one of us to make it complete for we each have different work to do. So we belong to each other and each of us needs all the others. Now in Romans 12, Paul lays out some things that you need to know about the church. And the first thing that you need to notice is this, that the, that the church has many parts, meaning that we are all different, that we are, that we are all unique. Folks, God loves variety and he loves diversity. He loves different colors, he loves different sizes, he loves different shapes. At LifePoint Church, we just don't accept and tolerate diversity. We celebrate it 
This may shock you. When you get to heaven, I want you to know this. Not everyone there is going to wear a Hawaiian shirt, okay? I know it's a real bummer. But the reality is we're not going to look like one another. God loves variety. He loves diversity. They're not all going to look like you, and they're not all going to look like me. And everyone says to that last one, praise the Lord, okay? (laughs) Secondly, notice that every part is needed to make the body complete. You may be sitting here, and you may be thinking, well, Pastor George, I'm just a toenail. I'm not needed at all. Are you kidding me? Have you ever lost your toenail? Folks, I have, and guess what? You notice it when it's not there. Every part is needed to make the body complete. The eye can't say to the mouth, I don't need you. And the ear can't say to the foot, I don't need you. No, we may and do all have different roles, but every part is important. When you are working on a puzzle, a jigsaw puzzle, and there is one piece missing, what is it that you notice first? The missing piece, right? Why is that? Because every part is important. And by the way, whatever you do, don't confuse prominence with importance or significance. My nose is prominent, but I could lose my nose and I could still live happily ever after. But my liver, if I lost it, though it's not prominent, hey, guess what? (laughs) I'd be history. And so another thing that Paul is communicating here in Romans 12 is that prominence and significant are two different things. Truly the most important bulb in my house is not the DLP bulb that I just replaced on my flat screen HDTV on Friday. It is the second most important bulb in the house, okay? The first one is the nightlight, why? Because when I get up to go titi in the middle of the night, I don't want to stub my toe, okay? It's the most important one there. Then this portion teaches us that we have a different work to do. Folks, what if all the parts did the same thing? There would be redundancy, wouldn't there be? Uh, not every part really would be needed, but that's not the case. We need all the parts in order for me to fulfill or you to fulfill the purpose and role that God has for you. That is why a lot of times when people come up and they say on some service, say, George, you know, that was really a great service. Immediately out of my mouth is, I wanna thank you, but it takes a team to do it. No, No service, no church can exist on just one part. It takes all the parts together. So will you write this down? I cannot fulfill God's purpose for my life by myself. I hear people in our culture today that say this, hey, it's just me and Jesus and I don't need the church. Are you kidding me? Guess what? Paul in scripture confronts that kind of idea idea or theology that it's just me and Jesus and I don't need the church. In fact, he says in Colossians as he addresses this thing, says you're not gonna really be able to grow unless you have the church. Take a look at Colossians 2 verse 19. They are not connected to Christ. He's speaking to this, these, this group of Christians that have this theology that it's just me and Jesus the head of the body, but we are joined together in his body by his strong sinews. And we grow only as we get our nourishment and strength 
from God. Well, you circle the phrase, grow only. Now, what I'm about to share with you, I guarantee you is radical in the culture that we live in today, but it is the truth. The only, <clears throat> the, you only grow and fulfill the purpose that God has for your life when you are connected to Christ's body. In other words, it's not just me and Jesus. No, you can only grow and fulfill the purpose that God has for you when you are connected to the body. Connections are what keep us growing. Now, why is that the case? Well, the fact is this, folks. Most of us know what we need to do to change, don't we? Most of us here need, know what we need to do to improve our relationships, though I'm gonna share with you next week. We're gonna do a series called Love Is. Don't miss it. Invite your friends. It will be revolutionary. Most of us know what we need to do to change our lives. If I came up to you and I said, you know, you need to change this area of your life, you'd say, oh, I know that, Pastor George. Question is, why don't we? It's because it takes more than knowing, doesn't it? It takes others. Folks, when the body part is connected to the body, blood flows through it. And as a result, there is life and there is growth. There is change. You can't grow to maturity by yourself. You have got to be connected to the body like a body part is connected to the body where blood flows through it and where, there, and where the result is life and growth. Now let's drill down on that even more. Why is that the case? Because the ultimate goal in life, and we're teaching on it next week, is this, is love. You can't learn to love unless you are with unlovely people. Frisco, I'm looking at you. And whatever you do, don't look at them right now if they're sitting next to you, okay? You and I need other people. And so the second benefit of being connected to the church, the body of Christ, is this. I get life and I get growth. Being a part of the building or God's temple, I get support and I get stability. Being a part of the body of Christ, I get life and I get growth. Now there is a third picture and it's an organic picture. It, it describes the church as a fruit tree, as a, 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 a vine or as a plant. It is an organic picture and it connects me to the power of Jesus. Take a look at John 15 verse five here. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you stay connected to me and I am connected to you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, will you circle the word nothing? Connected, you can bear fruit. Unconnected, you can do nothing. What is he saying here? Simply this, that power flows through connection. Connection is what empowers us. A disconnected toaster has no warmth. A disconnected DVD player has no projection. A disconnected car from a battery cannot move. So too, you and I 
you and I can't have warmth. We can't project. We can't move. We are immovable unless we are connected to the body. Take a look at John 15, verse 4. A branch cannot produce any fruit by itself. It has to stay attached to the, to the vine. In the same way, you cannot produce fruit unless you live in me. Will you circle the word produce? Connections make us productive. It gives us warmth. It gives us life. It gets us moving and being productive. If your relationships are good relationships, I guarantee you this, you will be productive. If your relationships are weak relationships, you will have a weak life. Your life, your life's impact is largely determined by your relationships. It's determined by the connections that you have in life. And the greatest connections and the most important connections are those that you make at church. And why do I say that? Because everything flows down from our worldview. Everything flows from our, 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 world, our, our, our belief system. It affects our emotions where it eventually affects our feet. And that's why I say the most important relationships are those that you and I make in the church. Occasionally, about once a year, my wife and I, we go down to the Texas Hill Country and we love to visit the different vineyards that are there. One of my favorites is Beckard Vineyard. We've gone down there at times when at the right time of the season, the, the grapes, the clusters of grapes, you can just see them hanging off the vine. And what I've noticed at that right time of year is this, that they're not just hanging in thin air, unattached. No, they're attached. And there's life and there's productivity in it. Do you know the word that describes an unattached grape? called a raisin they are ugly there's no life in them they shrivel up and they die folks if you're going to be plump and luscious and productive you've got to be connected fruit comes from the root and what kind of fruit comes from the root Galatians 5 fruit of the spirit Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Would, like would you like to have some of those in your relationships? Don't miss next week's series. You gotta get connected. You gotta, get, you gotta have that kind of connection where that can result. If you think about all those different characteristics, you know what they all have in common? They're all relational. Folks, you can't love yourself. You only learn love in relationships. You only learn joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control in relationships. And so you gotta be connected. When you're connected, you will have the fruit of the Spirit in your life. And so the third benefit that I get for being a part of the church is this, I get power to change. Now, I want you to listen to me. I've been a pastor for 27 years, really lo longer than that, but 27 here, almost 35 years. And here's what I've noticed. 
There are areas in your life, and there are areas in my life, there are areas in your life and my life that we don't like about ourselves. We don't like them. And we have tried to change them on our own, but we can't. Truly, the biggest problems in your life and mine are so big that we can't take them on ourselves. Well, then, Pastor George, how do you do it? You got to team tackle them. We see that in football, don't we? We see that fullback, and I mean, he's got the power, he's got the legs, he's got the bronze, and he is just plowing through. And one-on-one, I guarantee you this, you wouldn't be able to take him down. And so what do they have to do? They got to team tackle the guy. Folks, that's the importance of living in community. That is the importance of living and being a part of a small group. I'm involved in three small groups. I've been in, I'm involved in a life group where we've been together 12 years. I'm involved in a CEO group where we've been together for six, maybe seven years. And then I'm involved in a neighborhood group, okay, that we've been involved in three years. And I would say this, as I look at the relationships, the people that are in those three groups that I'm very close with, I could say this, that they've all changed. They've all become better people, better husbands, better uh, better spouses, uh, better fathers, uh, better workers. They've all changed. And I think, this would be a long shot, but I think they'd say the same of me. Because truly there are areas in my life that I need other people to help me with. There's one other picture. And the fourth picture of the church, the fourth thing that happens to me when I join the church is this, It connects me to God's family. You can't get this anywhere else. You can't get God's family at your business. You can't get God's family at your workplace. You can't get God's family at your school. You can't get God's family at your fitness club. You can only get this from God's family. And I would have you know that when you connect to God's family, you are connecting to a giant family of 2.3 billion followers of Christ that have been here for thousands upon thousands of years. And when you connect with the church, you are connecting with God's family, meaning this, a Christian without a church home is an orphan. And as a church, we know exactly what that is about, don't we? Because we are in the homelessness here. And some of the homelessness that we deal with in Collin County are the 1,100 homeless students that exist in the Plano Plano, uh, Independent School District system. That's just in Plano, let alone families that are living in cars. That's why we have outrun homelessness. And I can't encourage you enough to go out and sign up because it's coming. I think it's like April 18th or somewhere right in there. And we got a certified course, but we are there because we don't want people to be unattached. We want them to be a part of a family. We just adopted another family, a homeless mom with two kids, and they're a part of our family now. Why? Because it's better to be together. People need a family, and a Christian without a church home is an orphan that's on the street. Think of it like this. When I was born, I automatically became a part of the human race. But folks, I didn't become a part of the Pfizer family until someone took me home, decided to take me home. Fortunately, it was my parents. And that was a very good thing, was it not? Because the most important thing that a baby needs is a family, isn't it? 
They just need a family. Well, folks, the same is true for you. When you stepped across the line of faith, you automatically became a part of the universal family of God that has been around for thousands of years, that it consists today of 2.3 billion people. That's good. But what's more important is that you be a part of a family where you're not an orphan, where you will be cared for, where you will be loved, where you will be trained, where you will be equipped to become all that God wants you to be. Take a look at Romans 8, 16. God's spirit joins himself to our spirits to declare that we are God's children. When you step across the line of faith, you automatically become a part of the universal family of God. But there's something more, and Paul drills down on this in 1 Timothy 3, 15. I want you to know how people who, who are members of God's family must live. God's family is the church. He's saying you and I need to be connected, not just to the universal body of Christ, okay, that exists from, from the ages. No, you need to be a part of a spiritual family where you can learn how to live. In every family, is there not responsibilities and benefits for being in that family. There are, aren't there? When I teach our membership class, which by the way is this today at 1230, come, be a part. But when I teach it, the number one responsibility that I lay out is this. You and I need to be loving to each other. Take a look at 1 Peter 2, 17. Love your brothers and sisters in God's family. When you come into this family, you're just gonna make a promise. Okay, I'm gonna promise to the Lord that I'm gonna love people who are in this church. Take a look at Colossians 3, 14. Most important, love each other. Love is what holds you all together in perfect unity. As I was thinking about this verse this uh, today, or this week, I should say, and especially yesterday, I did not get out to enjoy the weather. I was, I'm getting ready for a Haiti trip, okay? Just to let you know that. I'm gonna be gone for about a week uh, to Haiti, but I was inside riding away, okay, getting ready for this, this next series. But as I was thinking about this verse, I was thinking, you know what has helped our church not to be divided over the 27 years that we've been together as a church with a dysfunctional pastor like myself that wears Hawaiian shirts? whose son disowns him because of that. It's because of the love that we have for each other, isn't it? I love this church, and I know you love me. There is not a home that I couldn't go to. I could call you up and say, hey, I'd like to drop by on Wednesday. Well, what time will you be here? Pastor George, would you like to have dinner with us? What kind of chili are you cooking, I'd ask, okay? Beans or without beans, okay? <laughs> Folks, what binds us together as a a family is the love that we have for one another. So what's the benefit for being connected to a church family? Will you write this down? I'm loved and I'm accepted. You see, the bottom line of life, is it not connections? And if you're disconnected, you're missing out on a whole lot of love. Now, I want us to turn to the very first verse on your outline. It's at the top. It's 2 Corinthians 8, 5. Look at this. It says, first they gave themselves to the Lord, and then by God's will, they gave themselves to us as well. Paul's saying here, first, if you've never done this, 
you give yourself to the Lord, your first and foremost commitment is to commit yourself to Christ. But the second one is to a group of people. And notice that it says it's God's will. Folks, it's God's will that you commit yourself to Jesus Christ and that you commit yourself to his church. And neither of those can happen automatically. You must decide. It says, they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us. Honestly, I don't care what church you join. There are a lot of good churches. And folks, I know most of the pastors because I'm visiting them right now to get them engaged in this outrun homelessness thing, okay? There are a lot of good churches out there. And if Life Point Church isn't for you, that is okay. I can help you get to one that, that really would suit you. But if you are waiting for a perfect church, can I just say this? Don't, because you won't find one. And if you do, whatever you do, don't join it because it will then become imperfect, okay? We are all imperfect. I was at Barnes & Noble and I'm prepping on a message and I see a person that has gone to our church and I say, hey, I haven't seen you in a little while. And they said, yeah, I've, I'm going to a different church right now. I said, well, that's great, but can I ask you why you chose to leave LifePoint Church? He says, well, Pastor George, to be honest with you, you have a whole bunch of sinners at Life Point Church. No kidding. Let me let you in on something about Life Point Church. Life Point Church is a church for imperfect people who know it, who don't have to have it all together, who want to be loved as they're growing towards the ideal that God has for them. You do not have to be perfect here. So let me summarize it like this. A church family helps you connect to God so that you know him better, man. A church family helps you to connect with others where you really begin over a period of time to really love, so to speak, the unlovely. A church family helps you connect to the truth, to God's word, where you begin to grow and understand what God has called you to be. A church family helps you to connect with yourself, where you begin to understand who God made you to be and what he has given you in the way of your gifts so that you can serve that family. And a church family connects you with opportunities so that you can share your story of who you are, your unique story to the world at large. So if that is something that you want, you're welcome to be a part of this spiritual family. Let's pray. Lord, Truly, God, my heart is overflowing with gratitude when I think about your sovereignty and how you led my wife and I here 30-some years ago and how through your Spirit's promptings and your word, you 
you told us, start a church. Start a church in Plano. Fastest growing city in the nation, bar none at that time. And God, every time I drive by this church and I see that imperfect cross up there, I thank you for this spiritual family and for what it means to me and the love that I have received over the 27 plus years, God. Thank you. God, may I never take for granted what you have given to me and what you have given to us in the way of your church. Maybe today this message has resonated in your heart, but you haven't made the first commitment, and that is to Christ. Nothing happens, nothing starts until you do that. If you haven't done that, will you just say this, God, I want to stop being a fan, and I want to be a follower now. I want to drop you from my head into my heart. God, I am imperfect, but I thank you that you died on the cross for my sins and that you resurrected from the grave to prove to me that I can take you at your word. God, thank you for the forgiveness and the love that you have for me. Thank you that you've expressed that to me, not only through your son, but your church. Today, God, I give myself to you. And if you prayed that prayer, simple as it was in your own heart and in your own mind, will you just let me know on your, commu on your communication card, just write the letter A and circle it and put it in the offering basket saying I've accepted Christ. And I'll get you some literature to help you understand what you've just done. God, today, help us. Help us to be a church family that lives and loves together. And not only that, laughs together. Today, God, as we celebrate this day, the Lord's day, may we do so in unity with one another as we go out and we celebrate life by just eating some chili and doing a little bit of trash talk, God, and just firing each other up to love and good deeds for your glory and for other people's good. And so we give you this. In your son's precious name we pray, amen. Well, let's go.